0: It's Amy's Table, A Girl's Guide to Living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
1: Do you think that fried foods are not only messy and dangerous to prepare, but also packed with dreaded calories and cholesterol? Well, in his latest book, Southern Fried, James Villa shows that when handled with a bit of know-how and respect, Frying can be as sophisticated, refined, and even as healthy as any other cooking technique. And he's joining me today to talk about all things Southern fried. Hi, James. How are you?
0: Hey, Amy. How are you today?
1: Well, first of all, you show me a book full of fried stuff, and I'm great. <laughs> I'm great.
0: Well, I, think, I, I think millions of people agree with you on that.
1: Well, you know, I'm intrigued by when you say that really, if it's handled properly, it can be as healthy as any other cooking technique. I have to ask you, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that most unsuccessful home cooks make when it comes to frying?
0: Oh, Lord, Amy. well, let's start off with the, you know, with the myth about the fats and cholesterol and sodium and heavy, greasy, soggy and all that probably has to do with the oils. Huh? People just don't, you know, in the South, we're, we're raised knowing about oils and high smoking points and what oils to use and what oils not to use, and above all, uh, how often to change an oil. Yeah. Nothing is worse. Nothing is worse in frying, you know, than bad oil. Oil that's been overused it has not been filtered, uh, and I've tried to clear that up in the book. It's such a simple procedure, and once you get used to using a good, you know, peanut oil or corn oil or soybean or safflower or something like that, and not olive oil, uh, and you learn which oils, you know, have high smoking points, then you're set to go.
1: So do you think if somebody was, you know, not willing to investigate a ton of oils, that peanut is a good all-purpose olive oil? That that is
0: my favorite, Amy. Yeah.
1: And you can buy it in big jugs.
0: Yeah, I'd say I use peanut oil 85% of the time. You can't beat it.
1: Yeah, I I like to use it too. Well, James, the thing of it is, I think sometimes people let their oil get too hot, which burns, of course, things, or they don't get it hot enough, which is when that dreaded fattiness starts happening. Am I right there, or what do you think?
0: my, My rule of thumb on that is I always try to tell people, I'm at Claire in the book, on most fried foods... Uh, as long as you keep that oil at around 365, you are not going to have virtually any fat absorption in the food. You're going to have crispy food, but yet uh, moist interior. Uh, some foods, of course, you do let it, let it get a little little hotter than that. That's the reason you want oil with a high smoking point. Right. Don't let it get below. The minute you get that, the minute you start using lukewarm oil, you know, oil that's not 365, you're going to start getting absorption.
1: Yeah, and that's when things get greasy. I and I'm that with is you. That's when
0: things get heavy and greasy. Yeah. And stuff, yeah.
1: No, but James, you said three sixty five, so That's we, the key. We that's need a key. we need a thermometer, don't we?
0: Oh yes. And yeah. anybody can afford a thermometer, you know, just a good clip thermometer. Uh I mean I've got four or five you can buy them for nothing. Just like a you know, a fountain pen, they have a clip on them, you know, clipped on the side yeah. of the and you're set to go.
1: Yeah. So you can't guess. That's the bottom line. You just can't guess. Well, can, for-
0: Amy, once you get used to frying, as I have my whole life, you learn little tricks in which you don't need a thermometer. You learn to, you know, throw a couple of breadcrumbs in and when they start jumping around, then you're ready to fry.
1: Well, and you know, as I looked at the pictures of the book, uh, in the book, it's called Southern Fried, More Than 150 Recipes for Crab Cakes, Fried Chicken, Hush Puppies, and More. I look at the things that I can sometimes struggle with. One is fried chicken. I I have not perfected fried chicken. What are the secrets there?
0: Oh, Lord. Well, (laughs) that, of course, is the main, that's the main dish, and that's the most popular thing. Uh, First of all, with fried chicken, cut up your own chicken. That's the first rule. Cut up your own chicken so you have nice, even pieces and nothing with bones sticking out and so forth. But as far as fried chicken is concerned, um, one of my rules is never turn it more than once.
1: Oh, so patience is a key here.
0: Well, you're you're going to talk about that. I mean, probably a normal piece of fried chicken is going to take you around 20 minutes, you know. Yeah. But don't just keep turning it and turning it and so forth in the in the, in the oil, and uh, if you want a good you know a good crispy exterior, you know a lot of good moist interior. Right. Uh, also, you know you've got to make the decision. You know, I mean, I grew up at my mother's knee. My, nobody could fry chicken like my mother, and I grew up you know learning these little rules about fried chicken. And one was you know whether to marinate uh, to soak fried chicken before you fry it. Uh, mother did not. I like to soak mine in a little bit of buttermilk just a few minutes before you, you know, batter it up and begin frying. It just makes a much more velvety piece of chicken inside.
1: Yeah, I liked, I like to marinate it, too. Well, it's interesting. I'm looking. You've got a lot of different varieties of fried chicken in the book, which I think is awesome because people are so particular or have different feelings about their fried chicken. But one, you fry with shortening. And one, you use some lard for deep frying, and one is shortening for shallow frying. And I think people think of frying as only deep frying. There are no, oh, no, so no, many no. different I'll ways.
0: Really, quite frankly, Amy, I rarely have a deep-fried chicken. Uh, I do deep-fry because, you know, today you can buy these wonderful little little, little fryers. But mm-hmm. uh, the Cuisinart, Calphalon, Waring, they all make uh, wonderful little deep fryers, but when it comes down to brass tacks, you, I, for me, at least, you really cannot beat a good cast iron skillet. And in that cast iron skillet is what I usually shallow fry my chicken. Now, by shallow fry, I mean I want at least an inch and a half of oil in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, again, you're going to get a different style of chicken. Uh, if you shallow fry, you're not going to get as crisp as you do if you deep fry.
1: Okay, so there's a little bit of a payoff, and yet a shallow fry would be much more approachable for a weeknight dinner than oh, yes. perhaps deep frying.
0: Oh yes, it's just much easier, and I just always have I always have good luck uh, uh, shallow frying my chicken.
1: And what about? You know,
0: it's very simple. Just just make sure the oil in the pan. Just make sure it comes up at least halfway around the chicken.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, that good heavy cast iron skillet—that's also key for sure. Well.
0: Yes, but Amy, then there's also another problem. My mother swore by, swore by an electric fry pan. I have got her electric fry pan here. I didn't, just lately I pulled that thing out, you know, and I said, you know, this thing, as far as controlling the heat, it is hard to beat. And so I'm wondering if we shouldn't see a resurgence of the electric fry pan from the old days.
1: You know, it's funny, my mother-in-law used an electric fry pan, and I've got to say, she made some pretty good stuff in Today, that.
0: <laughs> my mother's great fried chicken was always done, and quite frankly, the reason I haven't used it is because it does take up counter space.
1: Yeah, yeah, for it sure. It
0: a lot of counter space up.
1: Well, James, what, <laughs> what are some of the most unusual things you've ever seen people fry up?
0: Well, probably the most unusual thing in the book that people are going crazy about are my fr- uh, fried deviled eggs.
1: This is crazy. Okay, a fried deviled egg. Tell, Walk me through that.
0: It is the best thing you ever put in your mouth. <laughs> it's,
1: exactly
0: what, it's, exactly, it's exactly what you suspect. And that is, you know, you go ahead and devil your eggs, um, you know, fill them and everything, get them ready, uh, batter them up, you know, and fry, uh, uh, drop those things in fat and so forth. Amy... It is like eating foie gras. It, they're the most luscious things you ever put in. your Oh mouth.
1: my god! I am going to have to try that.
0: <laughs> only, only Southerners do that, and we we just love we, we just love fried deviled eggs. You know, people think we're crazy until they taste them, and then they say they've never eaten anything in their life
1: like that. Oh wow! I am going to so have to try that. That is just amazing. Well, how about you personally? What was the last thing you fried?
0: Well. The last thing, I, the last two things I fried was chicken and some okra.
1: Okra, fried okra,
0: uh, yum. I fried some okra. Uh, let me tell you about okra. You know, we are we raised on okra, and Yan- well, we, anybody outside the South, we call it a Yankee. And Yankees are scared to death of okra because, <laughs> you know, okra is slimy. And the way we really love okra, like with okra and tomatoes, it is a slimy thing. You, you give a Yankee, you give an outsider, you know, some fried okra. And, Amy, they will eat that like peanuts. (laughs) I mean, it is the most of the. You can't stop eating fried okra. It's simply one of the great things in the world. But remember, when you're shopping for okra, it's very important. We're very particular about our okra. No, old, big okra. We like small, fresh, you know, uh, really baby okra, you know, that is still tender, uh, you've got to start off with something good, there. You know.
1: Yeah. Oh, yum! I love fried okra and fried green tomatoes. That's another absolute oh, well, that's favorite. A classic.
0: Well, uh, I'm just, as a matter of fact, I'm so depressed because uh, here it is December, and I've got the last few little tomatoes on my vines, and they're green.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: and I'm not going to bring them in and let them ripen on the counter. You know, I'm going to deep fry those. I mean, shallow fry those. Yeah. For breakfast.
1: Oh, I mean, yum! Like
0: a great. Uh, uh, fried tomato. Nothing.
1: Uh, that all sounds so good. Well, if this all sounds good to you, wait till you see the pictures. Again, there are so many gorgeous pictures, recipes, lots of great tips and information on equipment and types of oil and technique. The book is called Southern Fried, More Than 150 Recipes for Crab Cakes, Fried Chicken Hush Puppies and More by James Villas. And James has shared with us his recipe for fried chicken drumettes parmesan, which would be Perfect for your holiday entertaining. I'm going to put that on amystable.com. And you also have to check out his Amazon author page where there are additional recipes and more about the book and more about James. But James, thank you so much. I'm I'm like going to run home and fry devil eggs. And
0: Amy, (laughs) something else the strange, which is very common to us in the South, don't forget uh, deep fried dill pickles. Fried dill
1: pickles. I've had those. I love those.
0: And those used to be only in the deep south. Now you find them in bars and in restaurants all over the south, and they are wonderful.
1: Oh, yum. Well, James, thank you so much for all of this great information and sharing your insights with us today.
0: Thank you so much, Amy. It's been a pleasure.
1: Stick around for
0: another helping from Amy's Table on Q102.